Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It is Thursday. It is 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio, it's time for the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. If you didn't join us and you're listening to it on our Spotify channel, watching it on YouTube, or watching it right on readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D. EO.com. Uh, we appreciate you coming by. Make sure you give it a like. Make sure you give it a sub. Turn the notifications on and tell your friends, damn it. If nobody watches it, we're just talking to ourselves. And if you get a minute on a Tuesday, <laughs> Thursday, Saturday for one of the shows, stop by the Twitch channel maybe. Check it out. Hang out and chat. Or one of the hundred bajillion other times a streamer is on, check the scre- streamer schedule. The streamer schedule ah! on uh, readycheckradio.com. We play everything. We literally play everything but today it's all about final fantasy 14 my brothers tarkoth my brother chronos we are one week away from Mm. the big reveal tarkoth how are you how you holding up greetings programs uh i got the itch to talk about some news and i I got i got another itch for the announcement next week i might need some tough acting to nactin oh my god (laughs) He's got another itch, but we're not going to talk about that one. Oh, that's wrong, wrong kind of cream. Okay, hey, you got a what is that? A jacket back there? Yeah, I, I may be sad, but still got to support the. Was colors. that the championship color or the championship jacket? Oh no, you yeah, guys my, don't my, get one of those that this year. My, my tears are my tears are uh, orange and pewter. Would you rather go one and out like the Steelers or make it to the championship game and miss the big? Dance? Oh, championship game, championship game, no doubt. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Kronos? How are you holding up one week from big announcements? I'm holding up pretty well. Um, I, I mean, we got a little bit of a surprise, right? Like, I mean, to hold our time over, I guess, until... You haven't flipped your bed, so uh, things must be going well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's nice and made. You know? <laughs> I'm waiting for it means, the show. It means, it's a good, it means good things are coming. I'm waiting for the show that we just log in, your hair's a mess, and the bed's <laughs> leaning up against the wall. It's <laughs> just like, what kind of Thursday is Kronos had? <laughs> Poor Adam, what's going oh, on a, here? That's a bad that's a bad raid day or something if I have. That's, that's one weekend to ultimate prog. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean get back to me then. Right. Well, being a uh, Final Fantasy 14 and Square Enix news show, right? You you do have to have news. And and granted, sure. we got some stuff to talk about, but with big announcements a week away with the announcement showcase followed immediately by a live letter yeah, there's not a ton of Final Fantasy XIV news, but Yoshi P and Team did manage to squeak a little bit out. Now, before we get to that, the the five four five stuff uh, that will come out on February second, five five uh, details were not spilled, but teased when they will be spilled. They'll be spilled in the live letter, gentlemen. Now, the live letter happens after the showcase. So basically, in, in my mind, this takes any 5.x stuff, 5.5, 5, 5, 5, you know, 1, if, there, if there's going to be a beast or anything like that. That takes that out of the announcement showcase if it was, yeah, big, they're moving it to the live letter. So to me, that huge flag that, yeah, 
the announcement showcase is strictly going to be 6.0. forward. Am I nuts, Kronos, or am I on, on target there? No. Sound point. Yeah. I don't expect anything different than that. Um, Initial, I initially, the I thought they that... could get away with it. They were going to do a little 5.5 stuff and then, you know, right. to pad a little bit of time and things like that, but apparently not by announcing yeah, and this we was know gonna there's going to be, gonna be a, I think it's like a four hour difference between when the. Uh, that's, like the show starts to when the live letter starts. Yeah, that's the thing I wanted to get your opinions on, gang. So what does that mean? Does that We estimated, and, and granted, we had no inside knowledge, no idea of what exactly was going to be revealed. We thought there was going to be a lot. I We tossed around, this will probably be like an hour and a half, maybe two hours-ish. But when you look at the times now scheduled for the announcement showcase and the live letter... There is a four-hour gap there. So do we have a three-and-a-half-hour showcase, half-hour break into a three-hour live letter? Do we have an hour-and-a-half showcase with a two-and-a-half-hour gap into a live letter? What, what does it mean, Tark? What are you guessing? We were just actually talking about this before you came on. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be two to three hours. They're going to have an hour-ish break. Uh, and we're just going to get a whole lot of info. Um, well, and we, we, kinda, we did kind of speculate and, and, on that. I mean, you got to yeah. condense three fan fests into this thing. Now, granted, they're probably not going to spill all the beans that they would have spilled. All three of us kind of think they're going to be a little reserved on this stuff. But three hours, that's still three hours, Tark. Yep, it's still three hours. Uh, Yoshi P did say in an interview with uh, Gamerscape, I believe, uh, that there would probably be an event in May. So we're probably yeah. not going to get everything, um, but we're going to get a lot. Kronos, you on the same page here? Probably about like a two and yeah, a half yeah. hour thing now? Yeah, I think it's probably going to be like either an hour. Like maybe it's like a 30 minute break, but I think it's probably going to be like an hour break in between. So you're, you're still looking at a lot of content, probably more than I previously said last week. I think we're going to need a little bit more than that. I think the May thing, though, it's probably going to be like, uh, you know, they have, usually have like the media tour where they bring in like content creators and stuff. So I'm kind of hoping that they figure maybe, out a way to maybe. do that so that people can actually test stuff or like, you know, you can like see the buttons and stuff like that. Um, but I think they do have to save a little bit for that, too. So I'm, I'm still sticking with like my one job prediction. I think that's what we're going to see. But maybe we see both. I mean, it's going to be a long presentation, longer than I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, I mean, and they got to fill it with something. I got to fill it with something. And I think an hour break probably makes sense, uh, right? Because it'll be right around lunchtime mm -hmm. in, in Japan when when this is uh, when that break happens. Uh, it'll be right around lunchtime. But, uh, yeah, so I guess let's lay it out for all of you viewers, by the way, our plans. There will be no Relic Grind next Thursday night uh, at 4 p.m. Uh, that'll just go straight into phase stream at 8 p.m. Eastern. No Relic Grind. Relic Grind is moved to the 5th. One day later on Friday, we're going to go live at about 7.30 Eastern. Give us about a half hour of chit-chat with chat. <laughs> uh, just to, you know, uh, get everybody's predictions. You've already gotten ours on the, the previous show, but we'll get yours in chat. We'll talk about some things leading up, and then we'll be reacting live with our B-roll image here uh, that we use on the show having we'll stream the the show itself which will be simulcast in english so we'll have a little bit of volume there so that uh, so that everybody can hear it you want to have multiple streams open at once this could be your one-stop shop 
for commentary, hanging out, having a good time, and getting all the announcements. So tell all your friends. That'll start Friday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on February 5th with the showcase kicking off at 8. We will go through the entire showcase, uh, and then we'll make a judgment call. If some of us want to stick around uh, or come back in an hour and do live letter stuff, but you're totally fine with that. I'm, I'm going to be watching the damn thing anyway, so... I'll leave that up to my hosts and how they're feeling that day. I don't want to lock you guys in for six or seven hours. It's going to be a long day or a long evening. I mean, I'm going to be watching it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, so. if you're, if you're sticking game. around, then we'll, <laughs> we'll all just stick around together if we want to. It's fine. Get my popcorn. Now, the following week, we will be doing the show on Wednesday, February 10th at 7 o'clock. So it'll go a day earlier that week. Because from the 11th through that weekend, I'll be out of town for my, my 40th birthday. Um, on that show, we also have a special guest that I can now officially announce. We'll be joined by Brian, a.k.a. Ginger Prime, uh, will be with us on the show. And, of course, we'll be reviewing everything that the live letter and the announcement showcase had to, uh, to talk about. So, big two weeks here on the Relic Grind. We hope you'll join us and we hope you'll bring all of your friends. Now, on to the news we did get this week. Uh, 5.45. Now, we knew basically what was going to be in this patch uh, and none of that has changed, although we got a few little, a little specks of details about some things. Uh, but we do now have a release date. Mark your calendars. Uh, you don't really need to. It's next fucking Tuesday. Uh, so, I mean, if you need yep. to mark your calendars for five days from now, go ahead and mark your calendars for five days from now. But yeah, February <laughs> 2nd, patch 5.45 launches. Kronos, the big things in here, uh, Bosgen Southern Front gets its expansion or next little bit of uh, final content, uh, and then Blue Mage changes. So not a huge patch, but stuff we knew from the previous live letter was not going to make 5.4 it was going to be in 545. So no real surprises, at least yet, in this patch. Uh, but, hey, I, I bet you're excited for some more Bosja stuff. Yeah, I'm going to try to have everything done by the next show. <laughs> it's, the, I don't think it's going to be hard. I don't think it's going to uh, be hard. Well, probably not the Blue Mage Rage. The, the Savage, like, Blue Mage Rage. But um, I'll probably definitely have Bosja done, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm going to try to have the 24-man the is 100% going to be done. 48-man, we're going to see because that's considered a savage, technically. But right. I'm going to try to have it done. Blue Mage, I'll probably have all the spells, and it'll be leveled. I doubt I'm going to be able to convince my raid members to do that just yet. We'll probably <laughs> wait till there's like a little bit of a lull, and then we'll probably do it. Um, maybe I'll try to find some parties, but we'll nice. see. I, but I'm excited. Like I, th th This content, I like this content. This is like raid content, essentially. Uh, not yeah. to like the same degree as maybe a savage or an ultimate, but it's raid content, and um, I have fun with that no matter what difficulty it is. So. And it's continuing your your relics. So that's <laughs> people always like more gear or at least better gear. Uh, I got to be honest, this patch really doesn't do it for me. Uh, but you you gentlemen probably could have guessed that. You know, I'm not huge on Bosja. I do exactly what I need to do in Bosja and then get the hell out of there. I have no interest in you know sitting there farming it and doing other fun stuff like that. Um, Blue Mage, I I was so excited for that to be implemented. I was even okay with it being a limited job. I understood why they were doing it, even if I thought it was a little bit of a fucking cop-out on why they were doing it. You know, I couldn't argue against it besides saying that seems like a cop-out. Um, 
it 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 did not hold my interest at all even though i second mained a blue mage in final fantasy 11 so mm -hmm. this patch really not doing it for me what about you tark uh isn't the biggest part of this patch the sky steals tools like yeah, we're all right crafters, yeah you're right? crafting come tools come on you gotta get those those nice shiny tools uh, yeah it doesn't really do it for me um i, I do like the bulja uh, and i'll be doing that i won't be able to do it as hardcore as uh, Kronos, but I'll be getting into it. Uh, Blue Mage, I, I got it leveled. I don't have all the spells yet. I'm just meh. Yeah, Blue Mages, meh. you're getting bumped to uh, level 70 cap, and you're getting the 4.x stuff unlocked now. So if you were run wondering what Kronos meant by the, the Blue Mage savages, uh, it's the 4.x material. The 4.x material. Not a huge patch, but... You know, it gets us a little closer to six. <laughs> it gets us a little closer. Uh, yeah. Adam, I know you wanted to talk, since we're going to talk a little bit about, or we talked a little bit about Blue Mage, and obviously we've joked about limited jobs and, and things like that. We did a love it or leave it segment, and all three of us left the limited job system and everything. I know you wanted to take the opportunity with a little bit of a slower news week prepping for the announcement showcase and talk about jobs in general uh, in MMO, specifically in this case, Final Fantasy fourteen, and more to the point, balance for those jobs. Right. Yeah. So uh, you, you made a note in here too, like that, that if you look at this Twitter thread, people do not like that Blue Mage no. takes up any part of the content cycle. Yeah. Right. Um, the fact that they feel like there are hours being spent on this job that people foresee as pointless doesn't make a lot of people happy and it, and it gets I tried to be nice hammered probably more than it should it gets hammered more than it should I, I, think. I tried to but be nice not that in the show notes yeah. it just says feedback and comments for blue mage aren't cheerful at all lol nope so so like the thing is you know the cop out that you mentioned right is that blue mage is classically considered this OP job right it can do everything right like yeah. In 14 cents, it's a, it can be a tank, it can be a DPS, it can be a healer. It can be whatever it wants based on what spell book you bring to the fight. And to them, they couldn't balance that in raid because of how rigid their their structure is, right? And they don't yeah. want blue mages everywhere. So I guess, like, my question was going to kind of be, like, it's kind of like an open question to you guys, too. Like, does balance matter that much to the raid scene? Like, does every DPS need to be able to, like compete with all the other dps is it okay to have a dps that's much better than all the others if every dps can clear even if they're not performing as well i, I guess it's really kind of what i want to kind of get your thoughts on it too I, I have a lot of thoughts on it tark uh, i'll let you go first since i went first on the uh the blue mage thing uh in in this the realm of rating i think it just needs to be balanced enough so that no matter what regular comp you bring in should be able to clear the content um the side part of that is ultimates ultimates you know the min maxing spreadsheeting making sure your rotations are on point and your mechanics are good um maybe maybe not as much there um but for savage content i i don't think it should be just enough to to get everybody that can do, uh, wants to do it on the job of their choosing should be able to do it. And then we get to me, I guess. Mike. So, in the broad sense, I actually prefer when classes may not be exactly balanced. 
and one might be better at A while one is better at B and one is better at C in the broad context of MMO RPGs in general. I like that. It encourages me to roll alts and play around with things. And I like the idea of somebody being better at something than, than somebody else. Um, in the context of Final Fantasy XIV specifically, though, I don't, while I think it would be interesting, and it certainly was the case in Final Fantasy XI, that flat out some classes were better at melee DPS than the other melee DPS. And some range DPS was better at, some healers were better than healers. That was the case in Final Fantasy XI. So I have seen it in that environment, in, in a Final Fantasy environment. Uh, but I think you've got two things working against you to do it, or have some type of mild unbalance. I mean, two unbalance just gets ridiculous because then it's just nothing but fucking dragoons everywhere. But a little bit of unbalance, I think, can be a good thing. There's two things that I think are working against it in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, one is that the game stunningly has PvP. Uh, and <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Anytime you introduce PvP and there is no huge, large-scale modification between abilities uh, that are PvE and PvP. And, and yes, I know that Final Fantasy XIV does have some modification for abilities. But it, when it's not, then you actually have to balance the classes as best you can. Uh, otherwise, people scream or PvP is overrun by three classes, and that's it. But I think the bigger challenge in XIV is Yoshi P. Um, that is... He has done everything he can to make sure that the game never becomes a situation where when you have eight people going into a raid, they would rather you be on your black mage than on your red mage. Or that you would recruit a black mage over a red mage. That's why Bard got so many changes very early. Remember that? Yep. You, Bard you, was busted, yeah. Yeah, Bard was busted, and it, if you were getting an eight-person raid together, you had seven people to get together because one of them was going to be a Bard. It was going to be yep. a Bard, uh, and that was it. And they did not like that. That's counter to everything Yoshi P wants to do. Now, do I agree with it? I don't think so. But I can understand why 14 can't do what 11 did. It's not their design philosophy, first off. And they've implemented PvP, which makes things a little bit different as far as class balances to begin with. But you have another interesting question here that, that you wanted to talk about, Adam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I'll just quickly say that for me, I just short like thing. I think too much balance can be a bad thing. I agree. It's kind of where I want to go. Um, and that you need a little bit of imbalance in order to keep things fun and interesting. So I, I worry that if they keep going down the road they're going down, and who knows if they ever get there, because we don't know when the next game's going to come out. Uh, these classes are going to become so homogenized, and you can already kind of see it. Yeah. Um, that you know, if I play a bard, what, how is that any different than if I'm playing a machinist? Yeah, they all do. They all do the same right? thing. They just do it in a different path, a different set rotation right. type deal. I just have different button names, right? Yeah, exactly. Or like maybe a slightly different rotation. My job is basically the same. Which that, that's the only thing that worries me. And I wish they would mix that up a little bit. And I think Blue Mage had the potential to maybe do that, but I understand their decision. 
I, even if I don't agree with it. But yeah, the last one I wanted. Was, I think Blue uh, Mage it, could have been. I don't. Blue Mage bothers me so much because mm -hmm. the, the main yeah. argument was the insta death abilities, right? The dooms, the stuff like yep. that. Yeah, make bosses fucking immune. I mean, how many of them are immune yeah, to right. stuns and kicks? Right. And I mean, it, yep. it's not hard. And that yep. kind of that kind of goes in with this last question, right? It's like, uh, so is a job's classic identity more important than balancing a job around all the regular content? Ooh. And it's like, so I wanted to say that because I I feel like like you, Mike, that Blue Mage could have been built in a way where you have these skills that you can use in the open world, and who cares if you can. Just make the dungeon bosses and all that stuff immune to those things. Even the mobs in dungeons could be immune. Who cares? Like, would it be such a bad thing if a blue mage could go out and get all these abilities, have, like, access to these skills that maybe other jobs don't have access to because they're different, right? And then they can tool their kit to raids. Is that, like, so bad, I guess? I think a creative like, way to do it would have been to make those abilities you were worried about the blue mage limit break. I think that would have been a, a nice little solution. So I, I forget off the top of my head how many there are. Let's say there's three, right? A, a doom, and a, a death, a whatever. Let's say there's three abilities they were really worried about, particularly when it came to dungeon bosses, stuff like that. Um, either do what you do for PvP and modify it so it's not insta-death, it's X percentage, you know, uh, damage, something like that in, in uh, dungeon content or raid content or eight-person content. Or make it there, you know, here's the three abilities. And Kronos, one of the cool things about Blue Mage is you get to pick what your limit break is. One of those three. And it has to be two bar or three bar, right? You know, or just make all three a one bar, two bar, three bar. I thought that could have been neat. That could have been neat. And I would have been okay with, hey, you know what? Doom isn't going to kill fucking Titan. It's not. But it's going to do 6% damage. And then it's basically on par with all the other limit breaks anyway. <laughs> you know? The boss is at five. Do it. Do it up, Tark. Do it. I think they could have done that. But I think, yeah, the idea of we want the Blue Mage to feel overpowered because the Blue Mage is an overpowered job, but we don't actually want it to function as an overpowered job definitely overrode decisions here. And I think it does on the other classes, but I'll let Tark go on this one. Um. For most games, I would say no. The classes identity maybe doesn't necessarily need to match up with its balance 14 is a different case though I th this series has been going on for decades and I feel some of these jobs are just so entrenched that it's it's just part of it um, so I feel that yeah the, the identity of the jobs is more important than the balance are they really though? I think so like granted I feel, so. I feel that. they've been around for decades but if you go back through any of these games, right, White Mage has not always functioned in a lot of the same ways as as we tend to imagine them. Black Mage has had multiple changes and iterations throughout the Final Fantasy franchise. Now, Dragoons, they're just fucking Dragoons. It, but there was a time, there was, a, I forget which game off the top of my head, Dragons didn't jump. So, <laughs> like, they have had differences. And yeah, you, you still know a Dragoon's a Dragoon, even if the abilities are different, right? You know yeah, I guess the basic concepts of the job enough that in some games, they didn't even give them jobs, but you know Freya is a dragoon, right? Mm -hmm. Just because of the functionality. So there is certainly an identity there, but I don't think that that necessarily means you can't play with that identity a little bit, Kronos. 
Yeah, I guess, uh, like, another question. Like, Mike, you played Red Mage, right? Yeah. Do you have a pr issue with the fact that, like, your heal isn't really, like, like for cure, does it really matter? Other than the fact, like, you're using it as a filler spell to then raise someone, right? Like, yeah. raising's really cool. They, they have that identity. Like, they raise, yep. like, nobody else's business. But are you, like, do you feel like, as I, I hear this complaint a lot from, like, more casual people, to be fair, um, that, like, oh, well, my, my for cure, I can't cure anybody with this. What's the point of this skill? Like, is that bad? No. Like, should they should should they be able to cure more? Do you feel like that's no. okay how they are? I feel I, I feel like it is one hundred percent okay the way it is. But again, this is coming from somebody that hardcore Final Fantasy eleven Red Mage forever mm. had a very clear identity and party role there, and it was not to heal, mm. but it was occasionally right. to drop a little bit of a heal, take a little bit of a pressure off for two seconds type deal, give Tarkoth two clicks to get some mana back type deal. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I, I like him in this game, uh, and I, 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 I love him like in fourteen too. You know, uh, as well. I, I but I realized going into it that my damage spells aren't going to be as strong as my black mage, which is my other like red mage, black mage are my two mains in fourteen. Uh, white mage is like you know not a main; it's right under there. I I realize going into it that that's going to be the case. So no, it doesn't bother me uh, that that's a bit different. But again, to Tarkov's point. It doesn't bother me because that's the class's identity that I associate with Red Mage. So it's, I kind of proved Tarkoth's point by saying that. All I'll say is when I came into Realmborn, I'm like, I'm playing White Mage because I want to play White Mage. I want to play Healer. I don't know what the Scholar is. I'm going to play White Mage. So that's what I started with. And then Heaven's Word came out, and I learned to appreciate Scholar but I still love White Mage. White Mage is my passion. I think you're just lazy and you want your pet to heal. Um, <laughs> I love that. That's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of agree with you, Adam. I, I think a little unbalance would be very, very good for the game. But I also realize it's probably not going to happen because it's that's the happen. design yeah, philosophy behind the game is to avoid unbalance. Yeah. I, I like that no one gets laughed out of a raid. I don't think that should yeah. ever happen. Like I don't think yeah, it should ever be exactly. to the point where like one class, even even if it can clear, you know, because like if, if there's a four thousand DPS difference or something, I'm throwing a number out there, right? Like you're not gonna want that class because like yeah. why would I bring it when I can bring this other guy that does four thousand more just by doing the same thing? Yeah, and then um, it turns into too like World of Warcraft has this problem a lot and still has this problem, you know, even in Shadowlands all these years later. Where it's okay, the new expansion's out. It's been out for three weeks. What's parsing highest? Because mm -hmm. that's what's yeah. that's what I'm gonna play. Uh, and yeah. there's a certain, you know, uh, joy in Final Fantasy not being like that. Now, you know, does Black Mage do more burst damage than than this damage? And of course, yeah, there are slight differences there. But over the long term of a, you know, a six minute boss fight, everybody's relatively equal, assuming. Equal skill and equal gear levels, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the only the only people that get the tax are the range, the physical range DPS. They get the uh, they get the DPS tax because they can move. Yeah, but that's the only thing. I, other than that, I think everything else is like your melees and your casters are right now roughly doing about the same amount of damage if they're really good, you know. So <sighs> blue should have been regular. Should have been regular. I, I I really wanted it to be. I, I would have totally been okay if it was able to do every roll. Like, you just have a job. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, not? Gonna, I'm not going to be disappointed if we don't get a limited class, but I, I think we're going to, unfortunately. If, if the Exarch so can do it, why can't Blue Mage? <laughs> <laughs> Thank 
Well, if you're looking for something to do uh, and kill some time before the announcement or before the expansion itself comes out, there's a new Final Fantasy XIV collaboration coming. We all love these. Oh, wait, it's not in-game. Uh, <laughs> Adam just shaking his head at me. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV will be collaborating with Saki. The yum, yum. Mahjong manga. It's kind of a Mahjong spin-off thing. It's actually published by Square Enix, so maybe it's not as odd as it sounds at first sight there. But uh, yeah, it's not in-game, but some Final Fantasy stuff will be happening on their side of the board. I gotta say, Tark, I did not see this one coming. Yeah... Well, actually, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but, you know, they seem to be going down an, an anime manga trying to get into that Japanese culture, um, maybe hopefully push it to the West a little bit. Okay. <laughs> this, if that's the goal, <laughs> if that's the goal, I don't know if this is where I start, Adam. I, yeah. I just don't think this is where I start. No, I, I'm wondering yeah. if like maybe like mahjong and stuff is like I mean obviously it's more popular in Japan. Oh yeah, but I wonder it's huge if, like, in Japan. What, like when they added it to the game, I'd be interested to see because I mean I played it in the game. I learned how to play it. I got the orchestra and roll, and I haven't played it since. But, um, like I wonder how many people actually play it that play the game, and like if maybe that's like the interest level that drove this decision. I don't even know if it's like a bringing something over here kind of thing, more so maybe appeasing the people that like it over there. I, I don't know. It is definitely a I mean, collaboration, I, I think, it. that heavily favors our Japanese brethren. So yes. uh, I'm sure many of them will enjoy it. And I'm glad. I'm glad. I never want to not have collaborations because they're not for everybody. No, fuck that. Right. Who cares? Uh, I'm all for it. And hell, somebody that's into the manga now may see a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV, wonder what the hell is that, and jump into the game. And by the way, you're base game and your first expansion are fucking free people come on get to level 60 yeah you can't square you can't beat it you can't beat it we need more people to fake sure. grind for relics in heaven's words so, <laughs> so come on board. come on board. uh okay so this i wanted to i really really wanted to talk about this this really isn't news but we've talked about things on this show where i mean like it or not I, I think MMOs have a, uh, a bit of trash communities when it comes to the large scale sometimes. Uh, some more than others, obviously. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, I'm sure, you know, has its fair share of knuckleheads. Uh, mm -hmm. But they seem to be the uh, quieter minority than, say, in like a, a World of Warcraft or, or other MMOs. Uh, and we've talked about some wonderful things that the community has done. This has got to be... I mean, this almost brought a tear to my eye. This one almost brought a tear to my eye. So here's the story coming from uh, Alex Walker over at Kotaku. Excuse me. Uh, and I'm going to read this first little bit for you for as a little bit of a, a background. After putting everything on hold because of coronavirus, Final Fantasy XIV restarted automatic demolition of player housing back in November. We reported that on the show. The idea was to free up more housing and land, something that's been a bit of an issue in the MMO, which we're going to talk about in a minute. So when one Final Fantasy XIV player moved into their new house over the weekend, they received an unexpected request. 
The plot, someone told them, used to belong to a player called Wileyam. He was a kind, or I guess a take on William, Wileyam. Uh, he was a kind and generous and very loving warrior of light, and he was very special to myself and my entire free company, the message read. read. He passed away in May, so that spot, that plot of land that, that uh, this player's house was on, specifically holds special meaning to us. The player thanked the Aussie person for moving into the plot, and in honor of their late friend, they asked if they could send them a gift to store in their home as a memory. And of course, the person did, and the house is public so that they can still uh, head on in there. There was a whole memorial. I mean, just talk about great stuff. Like, I, like if I got that, like, hey, this used to be, and I'd be like, oh my God, who the hell? You, you can have it. You can have the house. Yeah, Faye and Chad, who let the onion cutting ninja in here. Oh it's absolutely <laughs> one of the sweetest things I think I've ever seen. And I, I'm a big fan of like those memorials for friends that have passed away in games and and things like that. But this is is really touching. Could you imagine, Adam, you save up, you save up, you save up, finally a plot becomes available. You get that house and then this message is waiting for you and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It says a lot about the community, or at it least really that, you know, majority of the community, which is which is nice. I'd, I'd honestly probably just offer the house to them, right? I mean, Although, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's they probably, probably would accept it. Too. Like, we don't yeah. even know. Yeah, we don't even know. Like, this guy might have done that too, and then they probably were just like, "No, you keep it," because they said they were happy for him, right? Yeah, and yeah. Just let him have the the item, which is really cool. So, it's really cool. Um, tweet, tweeted by the star Sybil was on the topic that was this line it is a very special home and it is a very nice location I do hope you enjoy it and thank you so much for your kindness in this just a very very touching Final Fantasy 14 it is heartwarming Dave Targoth you're over there balling like a little baby yeah, I, <laughs> it's so good because uh, this could have gone the other way they're like no you piece of crap you, you gotta demand them to sell it try to guilt trip them no they said you know i hope you enjoy the spot we just want to let you know that the person that used to live here we appreciate it and we're we're, we're grateful you're happy to have the spot hope you enjoy it yeah and Can you gotta, you, do this for us you gotta to, feel for them too because they would visit his house knowing that yeah. at some point auto demolition is going to take this house and it's it's going to yeah. be gone so um, I think that segues nicely into maybe not as cheerful a topic, and that is the fact that housing in mm -hmm. Final Fantasy XIV continues to be an absolute nightmare clusterfuck. And that is despite two years now of me pulling at least 14 different headlines with some variation of Final Fantasy XIV is finally fixing housing issues in the headline. <laughs> it still continues to be a problem. So first off, how many of us, uh, not free companies, private house? How many of us own a private house? Raise your hand. Okay, so one out of three of us. Uh, how many of us own an apartment in the game? I, I had one, does that count? Not anymore. Not I, if you I don't have, have it anymore, no. And then how many of us anymore. have a free company house? Okay, so we all have the like free company. Own a free company? No, 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 no. You're your okay. free company. I mean, no, yeah, no, company no, no, God, no. Not are you the owner of it? No. Um, okay. Now, since the two of you don't own private housing, let me ask you this: 
Is it because you just have no interest in it? You don't want to spend the money on it? It's not available? What is the reason that you don't have one, Adam? Uh, I'm not as interested in it. Um, and if because I'm not really interested in it and the way it kind of goes, um, I'd rather someone else have that that's actually going to put time into it. Um, the reason I had an apartment was just because it seemed like a fun thing to do at the time. And then I switched servers, so I had to demolish it uh, when I moved from Diabolus to Lamia. And I just <laughs> never bought another one because I never used it. That sounded a lot like a college student. I got my first apartment because it seemed like a fun thing to do at the time. <laughs> A year later, I moved back in with my parents. <laughs> uh, as, <laughs> as an FC, though, uh, we do a lot of stuff at the house, and it's kind of fun like to do it together. Um, so that's kind of like my, like what I do with housing, and, and I would never do that on my own. So I, that's why I don't have a personal house. Tarker, like, I've never even tried. So yeah, you didn't sorry. move back into your parents. You moved into the fried house. Got it. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. What about you, Tark? Why, why don't you have one? Just a uh, money thing, no interest thing, not available thing? My interest isn't high enough to join the rat race to secure one at this time. If there are more readily available and, you know, there's a spot here, there's a spot here. But when a new spots come out, it's just such a cluster F that I don't want to deal with that. So yeah, if one was readily available, if there was more availability, yeah, I would probably get one. But yeah. I'm it's not priority for me to get one. I don't understand why there's this a hidden continues savage in to the be game. an issue, Adam. I mean, there's a hidden savage in the game they don't tell you about, right? Yeah. Housing savage. Yeah, yeah. right. Housing yeah. savage. It's a, real, it's a real thing. People talk about it. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I... It is, like, I it boggles my mind why this hasn't been solved yet. Like, and, and we always get the same reason, right? You know, there's not enough server space. 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 Really? Because you keep seeming to find server space for other things. You found you found server space for fucking Blue Mage. Uh, <laughs> that's at least two houses right there. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, have some, do, you have a drum, do you have like a drum sound, dude? That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, all joking aside, though, I mean, honestly, your player base is as big as it is. It's as stable as it is. It, why hasn't this just been addressed? Like once and for all. Final Fantasy I, I, 14 2? I don't know. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe the spaghetti code is worse than we think. Like I don't maybe there's like some like problems in the back end that they just can't I don't but then they're doing the Ishgard stuff. We know we're gonna have housing wars, right? With that. I, I don't yeah, know. I'm really sick of hearing server space is the issue for everything. Remember our inventory initially? Oh god, that's so horrible. Right, yeah. Like when two, I, I wonder though. 2.0 first launched, that was the reason we oh, couldn't yeah. have bigger inventories because <laughs> server space. Yeah, I mean, I know people that have like more than one house too. Yeah. Right. So there's yeah, like there's people, people that have like have... one, two, three houses plus a free company house. That's like four plots right there that they're taking up. Which should have been unlimited think... limited from the beginning, but yeah. that's another issue. Um, and then the apartments are kind of like. Like, I mean, that was kind of, they tried to, like, appease people with those, but those are just, like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> then you got the opposite end of the spectrum. I don't know if the two of you are familiar with this at all, but Elder Scrolls Online, right? Where I can own, <laughs> I can own <laughs> a house in any of the housing districts throughout the entire game. And they're not just houses. They're big, like, dimensions, almost like Rift does it. Some of them are little, like one-room apartments in, in a city, but some of them are like huge outdoor, indoor, furnish it mm -hmm. all the way you want. And I can own every single one of them, not just one at a time. I could literally, if I had enough in-game gold or oh. I wanted to spend cash shop money, 
I could I could own every single one of them. It, and Elder Scrolls is becoming one of my favorite MMOs this last year after having basically abandoned it every time I get to level 12 when an expansion comes out. But <laughs> I just, like, if Elder Scrolls can figure this out, surely, surely Square Enix can figure this out, Dark. And, and it's Bethesda. And it's it, not even bugged. It, I don't understand uh, it. <laughs> he's, he's got. He's singing them all, all day. Six. Come on. I don't. Maybe know. it is all the way back to PS3 spaghetti code. I don't know. Maybe they're like, you know, at this point, it is what it is. We'll fix it on the next game. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I wish I could like get inside there and and look and talk to people. Not like I could fix it or anything. That's not what I'm claiming. But I would I would games. love to just like go look and talk to them and just be like because there always just seems to be issues as much as we love the game. I don't think there's anybody on this panel or even in our chat that would uh argue the fact that there are some archaic things still in Final Fantasy 14 when you compare it to MMOs uh that are on the market today and not just new ones that come that have come out which you could argue hey it's older but even its contemporaries there are things WoW does in a much better way than Final Fantasy XIV does, and we normally hear server architecture. And obviously, I'm a software engineer. I get that aspect of stuff. I get that your outdated code may cause limitations and issues in things you can do going forward. But it's also been eight years. You no longer support the PS3. How have we not at least started to move past this besides we're going to open up a new district and, oh, they're gone? I, why does this keep happening? How many years did it take them to fix chocobos? I mean, this is a lot bigger than chocobos. <laughs> they fixed them? <laughs> well, you can have them out and be in the duty finder. So there we go. That's, right. That, that, was their, that was the thing they had to fix. Yeah. And, and it took years. Faye and chat. Yeah. Code base can absolutely get that bad. But at some point, you know, they've upgraded servers, they've relocated servers, they've condensed servers. I mean, you've started changing core architecture at that point. You've stopped supporting the PS3. You're into the PS4 and the PS5 now, which, by the way, I, I, I don't see any way around us getting a PS5 ex, uh, PS5 uh, announcement next week. We, we have to get the, the PS5 release. And I still think we're going to get a little bit of Xbox chat in there as well. But housing, God, man. Elder Scrolls I, I Online. When did Elder Scrolls Online come out? <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. After 2014. Uh, 2014. Yeah. So it's what, like two years younger? Like, two years younger. Uh, well, you how's the it. demand in, yeah, in Elder Scrolls? Because the, the demand in 14, like uh, everybody I talk to wants a house. Everybody. I talk, almost everybody. Um, and like I said, I have free company members. Sometimes some of them have three houses, right? Um, and I don't know if they can ever catch up the demand in this game. I, like I, they'd have to put in so many wards. No, they'd, to they'd have to put. They have to and, put in the limitation of one house per character. If right. You but then, want, what does that do to the people who already have three? Right. Refund. Now you have to solve that. Problem. Refund. You've done it before. You do a refund when you do server transfers. There's a, a prorated refund process that goes in with that during different times during server condensing and things like that. It's not unprecedented. You've done it before. Mm -hmm. There's new rules. There's a new sheriff in town. And he says one house per character. Doesn't solve it, but... And as far as ESO's player base, yeah, admittedly, it's a lot smaller, but w when I have the ability to purchase... 
I don't even know how many different housing. To, there's at least 30 right. different places. Right. And I will tell you this, the Elder Scrolls Online had its like reveal global release earlier this week. There were 100,000 people watching that live stream on Twitch. There were 100,000. I was stunned. There, were, there was enough to break their website and cause the game to have issues that day too. So much wow. bigger than, than you might think. Much bigger than you might think. Yeah, and, yeah, and you gotta I believe it's something that. that they're working on because they've known for years. But at this point, I tend to agree with you, Tark. I don't think we get this fixed until XIV dash no. two. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing you're gonna get right is you're gonna get Ishgard and however many wards they offer you. Yeah, and then maybe like one more extension of wards because like, what is it? I don't even know what it has now because you have like the two sets of wards in each area per server now and those are basically all filled because like it's gone like mm -hmm. it, it's like that south park episode right yeah. like oh it's gone okay see you later like i mean that that's because i remember when we tried to get our mansion that we have now for a free company and they had dropped that new ward in a patch you had to beat the server queue and you had to map out like a speed runner man you had to map out your route to what plot you wanted to go to and know you were getting there first and then and that's why i don't have one it's it's rough it's rough my time so. Oh my! All but right. When they the new game comes out, no PS3 to worry about, no PS4. It'll be on PS5, PS6, whatever, for the future, and they can fix it then. Take a look at this little guy, and by little I mean a big ass jumbo chocobo plushie. In real life, that thing is two feet tall. Isn't that the cutest damn thing you've ever seen? absolutely adorable do you want one yes let me tell you how to get one brother <laughs> you can head on over to the square enix store it's not a great storefront we've already talked about that but that's mm -hmm. fine this guy's two feet oversized chocobo plushie the cutest damn thing on the planet probably the only good thing left on earth the only good thing left on earth is this chocobo plushie uh pop in your login information tark put in your credit card Nope. And uh, go ahead and get it. Yeah, Faye says she nope. needs it. Well, that thing is one hundred and eighty nine ninety nine USD. Nope. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I know. That's a little expensive. That's a little pricey. That's a little Glorified pricey. Pillow. If you pre-order it, though, if you pre-order it, though, I'll give you a bit of a break. I'll, I'll help you save some money, Tark. Stuff's bad out there right now. Yes, I appreciate that. No problem. It's just me being Square Enix, spreading the love. For you, pre-ordered, $171. Oh, much better. <laughs> that, that I can afford. Oh, oh man. It's a glorified pillow for crying out loud. I'm like, get someone on Etsy to do that. Have you seen the fat cat stool, though, that they, that they put up for pre-order? Like, yeah. Four months <laughs> that's kind of cool. That's like, that's like $300. 300 bucks. Oh, Pretty cheap. Cool. Pretty cheap. Well, I'll yeah. tell you this. It's much better than Capcom selling a wool peacoat with no buttons on it because Chris Redfield is wearing it in the village for $1,500. Jesus balls. Yeah. I'm not even joking. Look it up. Chris Redfield jacket. $1,500. Wow. Uh, bucks. It's a wool pea coat and the fucking thing doesn't even have buttons. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> wow. I do want to hug this thing, though. I do, too. It's pretty It's pretty legit. Just out $190 legit. Yeah. Isn't there a Tonberry about the same dimensions? Uh, it's Probably. not as cute as this. No, no. Look at this guy. 
still like to after hearing the price dave says it's not so cute uh fate death is <laughs> dropping the jfc in chat so i'm assuming she just googled the p code i'm talking about to see if i was full of shit and found out i'm not full of shit Nope. <laughs> we tell you the truth here oh my what else no, we got square Enix it. Uh, oh this yeah. is neat this uh this isn't uh you know like earth shattering or anything but on gaming gumbo we did a big segment a few weeks ago about anniversaries and then we talked about microsoft trying to buy nintendo back in the day and and stuff so these are those we on this show we talked about uh what hitman right and hitman uh breaking up with square enix because well square yeah. enix dumped them um i like these historical things well apparently um square wasn't exactly sure if they were ever going to have a relationship with nintendo again uh and to be honest they're kind of surprised that fast forward to current day that cloud and sephiroth are in super smash brothers because they thought nintendo wanted nothing to do with them after they left to go do Final Fantasy VII on the PS1. Uh, to the point that they said, though Sakaguchi states that there was no bad feelings between them, Kawhi responds mm. that the storied game maker is just trying to be politically correct with that one. What I heard was Nintendo said, if you're leaving us, never come back. This is back <laughs> when they was going to PlayStation 1. Uh, yeah. I, I love that. Uh, well, And they did technically i guess break up because you didn't see anything on the nintendo's products for like five years after that but i guess the dollar speaks a little louder right now and all fences have been mended so i don't know well and their their device is a lot better in 64 and that was the reason it wasn't you know it was what they wanted to do couldn't be done on the n64 All right, you want to buy some more stuff, Adam? You want to buy some more stuff <laughs> no, from I'm Square good. Enix? I'm broke, dude. I don't have a job. Can't <laughs> afford. Anybody in the market for a, a bride? Kind of. If kind of. If you get a bride here that's into Dragon Quest, uh, Square Enix wants to help make that marriage a little more special for Japanese parties, of course. Uh, they announced they have uh, several matching Dragon Quest jewelry items along with a printable marriage registration form with a matching theme. So you can fill out your official marriage forms with Dragon Quest letterheads. Dope. <laughs> That's nerddom taken to the next level. <laughs> oh my god. You can pre-register to get these April 10th. Of course, you're probably only going to get these if you're in Japan, by the way. Uh, That's the only place the pre-order is up. They're modeled after the Circle of Fire and Circle of Water that appear in Dragon Quest V. Um, And although in-game they are locked, like one has to be for the bride and one has to be for the groom in the game, no gender locking on these guys. (laughs) You can can equip these rings. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You get that joke. Looks you get that joke, this. right? Like in yeah. the game, but in real people, anybody can wear. Anyway, anybody can wear them. You want to get married? Dragon Quest theme. There you go. That would be funny during the wedding ceremony to try to put on the wrong rings, and it's like it won't go on. It won't go on. Oh, it's the wrong it's, gender. Sorry, this gear is gender locked. Um, 
you bought the wrong ring, dick. Uh, <laughs> it's been over 24 hours. I can't return it to the vendor. Uh, anyway, God, what is wrong with us? Uh, oh, my goodness. There's also an Aerith bracelet from uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. That's available for pre-order, too. It seems like Square Enix really would like to make some oh my money. Goodness. Uh, yeah. Avengers will do that to you. Oh, damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> Here's where I think they could Avengers. make a little bit of this up. Have any, have any of you either played the Deus Ex series? Adam, you ever played Deus Ex? Particularly the newer ones, no. like the, the new one, Mankind. And you, you I did not play the newest one. No, none of those. Tark? Uh, I've played a little bit of both of them. I haven't completed either. Um, but I heard that they're better than a certain other game that came out recently. Just saying. Little bit. Little bit. Little bit. Uh, and Cyberpunk 2077 obviously does get people that are into steampunky type uh, futuristic um, motifs or themes to kind of think about Deus Ex. Great series. I love the game. But, you know, only selling a million titles just isn't enough these days yeah. uh, when you're Square Enix, apparently. So, I, honestly, I think that this is one, and this uh, Gamer Rant uh, agreed. I, this is where I gra thought got this topic from because they said, hey, it's time for Deus Ex to make a comeback. And, you know, I was like, hell yeah, it is. Hell yeah, it is. They're fantastic games. You can normally grab them on sale. If Cyberpunk 2077 disappointed you and you haven't played them, great storyline, tons of stuff to do, tons of abilities and customization options and stuff like that. You have a great time. You'll have a great time. But it's just super immersive. Like, I don't know how this... Like, should We should get one for PS5, right? Like, there, there needs to be a new one of these. You guys have never I'm down played for it. So. I mean, we got six, seven years. That's an eternity in game time. So I, I'm I, down I for it. They should it. definitely do it. I support it, but it's, just, it's one of those that I feel like it's never quite popular enough. Yeah, it only sells know. a million. I, yeah, I don't... And that's the whole argument, is that they are great games. They are beautiful games, too. So there is a lot of cost that goes into it. So to only make a million or sell a million, I, I mean, I hear the argument, but God, they're so good. We definitely need one. On the other hand, CBR thinks we need a, a Kingdom Hearts remake now that we've gotten a Final Fantasy VII remake. No. Do we really? Nope. Nope. No. Like, I, nope. I saw Kingdom Hearts 3. It looks almost identical to Kingdom Hearts 1 still. Like, it's not like we have polygons versus HD rendering. Like You have Kingdom Hearts, like, 1, then 1.2, then 1.5, 1.75. Like, they're yeah. good. Yeah. Let's, they let's, don't, they're fine. fine. Let's go for a coherent storyline first. Uh, and then we'll talk about <laughs> yes. remakes. Yes. We'll talk about remakes. Uh, what else we got on the Square Enix docket? Oh, the demo for uh, Balan Wonderworld. Uh, went live today. Uh, I got a chance to play it uh, earlier today. Tarkov, did you? I know you were planning I've to, but did your day? Basically completed it. You did it all too. Yeah, it's not. It's I not did. all that long. It's not all that long. Nope. You could even if you're just uh, farting around, you could probably spend like an hour in there and you'd be done. Um, and I'm. I got some footage here. Apologize for the diciness. I wanted to try and show different things instead of just like one level. What do you think? I mean, before I jade anybody's opinion in any way, what do you think, Tark, as somebody who was kind of like, eh, I probably won't buy it, but if you lent it to me, I'd try it type deal? Yeah, I'm, I might rent it for my boy to play, but I'm not going to purchase it 
unless it maybe gets down to like twenty bucks. Um, it's it's cutesy. Uh, platforming's okay. Very simple. Um, every, everything's just one button for all the costumes. Um, I do like like my favorite ones were the sheep and the uh, kangaroo. Uh, like the ability to float and kind of jump slide. Um, but yeah, it's it's okay. It's a decent platformer. Yeah, it's very in the mold, uh, Adam, of a Mario 64. You know, collect a bunch of gems, collect stars in the level, except in this case, the stars are replaced by statues. This is uh, the World 1 boss that we're seeing here now. Um, it is simplistic on the controls, but it's Mario 64 simplistic on the controls. Like, you jump. That's your thing. Mm. It's not anywhere near as smooth uh, as even Mario 64, much less jumping forward to, you know, some of the more the more recent Marios that are a little more complex. And again, we're only getting a, a handful of levels here. Maybe the complexity does ramp up, but literally, like five. Tark is right. Like five buttons on the controller, jump, like, <laughs> and not or, in different. Or do your action. Yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah. the action is for the costume you have, which you so you your hearts, your health is basically the number of costumes you have on you. Um, and you can you're capped at three so you might go through a level pick up three different costumes and the wolf gives you an attack ability and the pig gives you a thumping uh, ability like you see on the screen right there now um, and if you get hit you lose the pig outfit if that's the one you're wearing uh, but it's also one of those games where you might get an outfit nine worlds down the road and come on back to initial levels because there were sections you couldn't get to with the outfits that you didn't have then then there's a whole like lobby area where you're feeding all these little fluffy things that are cute as hell, and I'm sure we'll be able to buy them for $190 soon. Um, <laughs> you feed them and you get them to spin in this wheel to build up this structure in in the middle of your little lobby area. Uh, so it's it, it's a there's going to be a lot of replayability. I'm with you, Tark. I did enjoy this. I didn't find the platforming nearly as solid as I had hoped it was going to be. The controls yeah. do feel a little floaty in in some areas, and I'm not talking about the bunny who is meant to be floaty uh, with the, the additional there. Watch this, by the way. This is the musical number after you defeat the first boss. Obviously, we don't I have... I found this very charming. I like this project. I, I like this, too. This was very cool. So the, the, the baddie turns that farmer into the boss. You beat the boss. He turns back into the farmer. He's very happy. Adam, t take a look at this. Watch this. We're going to watch this dance scene here. There's a whole musical number. That's fantastic. This I'm farmer's got me. I, I, I actually felt good in my soul kind of watching this. It was, yeah, it was it was, nice. it's super wholesome. The whole game is like super wholesome so yeah. far. And that farmer's got moves. I don't know how old he is, but to do that no hands uh, cartwheel there, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. I, I can't <laughs> stop seeing Bernie Sanders, dude. Yeah, oh, see, you weren't supposed to say anything. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say anything. I snuck him in there. <laughs> it's like, dude, that, that meme is like, where's Waldo, dude? I'm always looking. Like, where's he at? There he is. I snuck him in there. Um, it's still one that I'm going to buy. Uh, I Although I am, am hopeful, Tark, that it does get more complex. There does seem to be a little complexity. Uh, in particular, there was one spot. The world is curved. It's built on a curvature. So as you're running through the levels, 
you can see the the world curving into view in some levels and they play with this very briefly in a couple of spots where you have to move a sphere from location a to b and running and causing the the drawing of the world to curve into view moves the ball down hills i hope that gets infinitely more complex uh, if you're not going to go full platformer which i feel like from the demo this didn't go 100% Mario 64 style platforming. I kind of hope you went a little more in the puzzle direction than at least the demo seemed to give. Did you enjoy that that curved like the I got the first look cuz this was just in chapter 1 the whole curve thing. Right. Um like I got I was like okay, this is fine on chapter 1 cuz you're on the the outside. You're like walking on the world. Yeah. I get it. But when it gets to chapter 2, that flips it. It's it's inverted. You're like on the inside of the ball. Yeah. And I felt really queasy. No, I level. was, I was, I thought that when the first time I noticed that the world was curving into view at all was outside the puzzle. It was just, Oh wow. I didn't realize that's what happened. And I immediately thought, I wonder if that's going to make somebody motion sick. Like I don't get motion sick. So mm. didn't, I, I had no problem with it. I thought it was neat. I thought it was visually interesting, but it's funny that you say that because that was like the second thought in my head was, I wonder if that's going to make somebody motion sick. Yeah, I got um, a little queasy on that. I hope they get more but, complex with it. I'm still going to buy it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to pre-order it or anything. I'm a little less excited <laughs> than I was for it. But the demo gave me enough. I just wish the movement didn't feel as floaty as it does. Just just running just you. feels it feels not 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 as tight as I would like it, but it doesn't have to be for the type of platform that at least the demo portrays. I want this to get more complex. I'm afraid that it might be so geared towards younger crowds that there's not going to be a lot there for us, Tark. That does make me nervous. Yeah, my um, so I don't know where your ranking is. I was at a five. I'm at a six. I I thought it was charming, um, cute. The visuals are amazing. Um, they're they're really good. Yeah, I I, I think it's it's nice. Um, but you know, I can't give it more than a six at this point. Um, we, we both completed it. Yeah. 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 Okay. How many trophies did you end with or statues? I don't even know. I did it this morning oh. at like 10 in the morning while I was uh, finishing some show notes. If, if I have it in the footage here, you'll be able to see it. But honestly, I wasn't even looking for, for trophies. So I probably didn't get as many as are available. Gotcha. But I did build, I did sit there and let that thing rotate to build as many, <laughs> In the center statue, I built... I figured that out by accident. <laughs> oh, what? Feeding the little guys the gems and all that stuff? Well, the, them going them into the, the, wheel the little... And get them to, to run yeah, around the, the hamster wheel? Yeah. I just happened to be walking by it and saw it click over with one of them in there. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Because for the, for the first two levels, I'm like, what is this counter thing? It's still I still don't zero. know what the hell's going on in the game. I, yeah, I the no demo idea. has does not help there. Adam. No, nothing, nothing for story. Really. All right, Adam, you've been looking intently. You've now watched the entire little, and I had like forty minutes of recorded footage. I just cut it down to four minutes of some different stuff. There's some other little neat things like mini games with Balan and his shadows and things like that too. <laughs> it's uh, a weird what, mini game. What do you What do you think, sir? I uh, I don't think you're moving to purchase this game. I mean. I, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like I'm a fucking grown up. I'm but there's a Sonic costume. <laughs> it's not even about that because so I'll, I'll play like Sonics and stuff. But the the thing is, is like I have nostalgia for those games. Mm -hmm. So like you know when a new Sonic or, or a new Mario comes out, like I have nostalgia for the character itself. 
And so I can forgive when I like get kind of bored with the gameplay for those games because I, I'm playing a Sonic game or I'm playing a Mario game. And and, and th- while this is a Square Enix title, it doesn't really do that for me. Like yeah, I'm glad for people that are going to enjoy this, and and if it's for a younger audience, that's great too. But it's it's not my cup of tea. That's all. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Coming out, uh, what March? March this year, March sixteenth. Yes. Or March twenty sixth. Sorry. We'll see what uh, what ends up being the case here. I, do we even know what it's rated? I, I actually don't think I know off the top of my head. It has to be E, right? For everyone? Yeah, it's E10. So yeah, maybe it is a little a little for the more well, for the younger crowd. The, yeah, it does have some themes about depression and stuff in there. So It's E10+. Plus, so. We'll see. Uh, last couple of things here. Tomb Raider, not really news, uh, but... 25th anniversary, as we talked about on Gaming Gumbo a few weeks ago, is this year. They will be doing some stuff. They've got a whole kickoff planned on February 1st. But they did release a little video on Twitter that did say, hey, no major title announcement anytime soon, which I think is probably disappointing for for most Tomb Raider fans, even though you are going to get some stuff, including the Netflix animated series, uh, to mm-hmm. celebrate the 25th. I didn't know Dallas Dickinson was the executive producer on all things Tomb Raider now. I didn't. Oh, okay. yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. yeah. Of SWOTOR fame, right? BioWare fame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't know. Apparently, he's That's been cool. for like a year, and in the video, he's like, yeah, I've been in this role for like a year, but I haven't had a chance to really interact with anybody. Hi, I'm Dallas Dickinson, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you've been. All right. <laughs> And on the gross side of uh, Laura Croft, uh, it leaked that she might be part of a Fortnite skin coming up soon, and that's just gross. But we'll leave it on a good note, gentlemen. Did any of you take a look at the Outriders legendary armor stuff uh, that they've been tweeting out? I did. Four-piece set bonuses and stuff. It's looking pretty sweet. Yeah, buddy. Um, I know this isn't in the in the notes here, but um, have we decided on what classes we want to try out first? Yeah, I, thought, or... I was gonna, I was gonna ask that too. Yeah, uh, I was looking at technomancer, but I, I oh, me too. I, then I can go pyromancer. That's fine. Well, oh, I was, I was gonna, gonna say, say the pyro two. class is the one that looks cool to me, but I don't care either way. I'll, I'll play no, whatever. But... Okay, you you do pyro, uh, Chrono. You do pyro, uh, Mike. You can do techno, and I'll do trickster. That works. Trickster is my number two. I'm I'm good with trickster. That works. I just like would like it known that chat when he starts bitching when we stream this at the February demo, <laughs> I did volunteer to leave Techno and go to Pyro, but then pissed Adam off. You just document that <laughs> because February twenty fifth, isn't it? Twenty fifth, I think. Thursday. I think that's correct. Yeah. 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 Twenty yeah. fifth. And Faye already gave us clearance to to trade with Friday for that, so we're good. Uh, we will be you know playing that be demo live provided it doesn't catastrophically fail in some way. Yeah. Uh, so let's slide over to love it or leave it. Well, gentlemen, I wanted to put a Final Fantasy 14 item in the docket today prior to the announcement showcase so that uh, we could talk a little bit about something that may or may not appear in 6.0 we're not sure yet been absent for a little while and i want to get your take on it love it or leave it gentlemen hildebrand quest lines 
in Final Fantasy fourteen. Should the inspector come back, Adam? Love him or leave him? I love the Hildebrand stuff. Um, it was really, like, to me, the first side quest that felt like it mattered in fourteen. Um, and I'm surprised that they kind of seem to have abandoned it this uh, expansion. I mean, to be fair, the one kind of in Heavensward was a little bit lackluster, but I thought the Stormblood one was okay. Um, and then, you know, bring Gilgamesh back. It's always kind of funny. And I, and I like the trials that are typically tied to him. So I, I love it. Tarkoth, you on the same page? Or are you going to leave Mr. Hildebrand? As Inquisitor Seer would say, why do I feel as though I've stepped through a portal into an alternate reality unbound by the laws of logic i love it it's awesome <laughs> it brings some uh needed levity to this game which i greatly appreciate uh, he's just such a knucklehead that you have to love him and, yeah. and the reason they they couldn't put him in for the expansion i mean you spent so much time on the first it's like how do you segue him into that or i don't know i don't think so, anybody even questioned if he just showed up oh uh, well but yeah I mean, the dude was literally a zombie at one point. We didn't question that. <laughs> uh, I think I think we're fine. Um, Papa Gigi. I, I'm going to go with love it, too. And what's weird for me about this one is a few years ago, I remember being on State of the Realm with, uh, with Mr. Happy uh, and being the one that was like, I could go without these. Um, but they grew on me. They really grew on me. Like and I was I didn't like them all that much in version 1.0 the the Hildebrand stuff and they put him in 2.0 because of how beloved he was in 1.0 and they didn't want to abandon it and I was like eh you could have just left that in 1.0 and let it die as far as I was concerned but yeah like uh, battle on, on the big bridge and and the music and getting Gilgamesh and Enki doing there and and the quest line and the writing I mean it just all like grew on me over time so i'm gonna go with love it too that's a clean sweep three love it's chat is love it too so make sure if you're watching this on youtube or on readycheckradio.com you chime in in the comments below with anything we've talked about today and your opinion on it or just your love it or leave it hildebrand quest lines love them or leave them now we'll be back next week but remember it'll be on friday 7.30 p.m. Eastern with the announcement showcase. We'll be streaming it live and reacting live with our chat. We hope you'll join us and bring a friend. But chat, speaking of that, while you're here, hang tight. Because after this stream, we've got a streamer coming up streaming some gameage for you. Miss Faye, how are you? I'm well. How about you, You've got Mr. the mustache again. So that we must do. mean we're going into Outer Worlds. Back again, chat might kill me for it one of these days, but hopefully you can buckle down tonight and actually, you know, chew through some good content. You're enjoying it, though. You are. I am. It. I'm loving it. I have not enjoyed a game this much in a very long time. That's a great so game. I think it speaks a lot to it. it. It really is. And I think overall underrated. I heard a bunch of good things when it first came out and then just kind of never heard about it again. True. And that's sad. Well, you enjoy chat. I'm sure you'll you will enjoy it. So hang tight after post show here. We'll go dark for like 30 seconds as usual, and we'll bring the stream back up with Faye Death herself in Outer Worlds. And we'll see you next week for the Relic Grind. Until then, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Uh, yeah, same as always on Twitter. So if you want to see me post uh, after I beat some boss just stuff, that'll be the place. Darkoth. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkoth Gaming. 
Oh, I'm, and here oh, on Saturday nights. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. What, <laughs> oh. what, what, what? Here when? Here Saturday nights, 9 p.m. Pacific. There you go. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there on Twitter at MagicMan1. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio and get tweets about all the shows, events, and streamers, and more. Until next time, gang, stay safe, and we'll see you out on the servers. Later. Later.